Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our gospel reading this morning, we hear the parable of the tenants. This parable unfolds in a common environment in a vineyard. By the time of Noah, cultivated vineyards were popular in the land of Canaan. Often they had a protecting wall, a tower for watchmen, and a wine press. To sit in one's own vineyard and to eat from it signified prosperity and security. Vines planted and tended in the vineyard are used as a symbol describing God's people both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And the vineyard is a scene for dramatic parables of grace and judgment told by Jesus. God cares for his vines in the vineyard by pruning them and cultivating around them. As a common theme in the Old Testament, if his people do not bear fruit, he punishes them by cutting off individual branches and destroying his vineyard. Yet we do not have to fear such destruction if we are bearing fruit. Jesus identifies himself in the New Testament as the true vine to which all of us must be attached in order to be fruitful. Just as a modern vineyard today is known for its own unique type of grapes, the kingdom of God is recognized by the fruit its people produce. Of course, this fruit is different from that which is found on common branches and vines. Kingdom people produce kingdom fruit. The production of kingdom fruit is a very special task given to us, his kingdom people, by our Lord and Savior. The importance of this task cannot be overstated, especially when one considers the task has been taken away from others who failed at its production. This is what we hear in the gospel reading for today. So let's take a closer look at Matthew 21. The context for this reading is provided in earlier verses in Matthew 21:23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus immediately addressed the question. He answered them, I also will ask you a question, and if you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. In this context, Jesus teaches the lesson of our gospel reading, which was directed at their refusal to acknowledge and believe in him as the promised Messiah. Jesus teaches in the parable from today's gospel reading. A master who must have been very wealthy and of stature creates a vineyard with all the necessary means to produce fruit. He then leases this valuable property to tenants. The master has obviously shown his, ten, his tenants tremendous trust. So the time comes to collect from his tenants, and what do they do? 
The servants are sent, that he sent are beaten and killed. Then he sends his son, and believing they would not believing they would take his inheritance, they kill him as well. So Jesus asked the chief priests, what should the master of the vineyard do? They quickly answer, not contemplating that Jesus has put them in the position of judging themselves. Continuing in the gospel reading in Matthew 21, verse 45, when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they perceived that he was speaking about them. Their perception was correct. The chief priests and the Pharisees had not been producing kingdom fruit. Now they were rejecting the very Son of God and would be the ones who would be responsible for his death. They were following the pattern of their forefathers who had rejected the prophets and their message, which prophetic message was now being fulfilled in Jesus. The result of their actions was stated very clearly and emphatically by Jesus. He made it known in no uncertain terms. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. These words of rejection spoken to those who deny Jesus also carry special emphasis to those being given the kingdom of God. The emphasis on his message is just as strong to the new tenants. Simply stated, the kingdom of God will be given to a people producing its fruits. So what does this mean? Fruit production is expected of king people, kingdom people, or as the theme of the message states, kingdom people produce kingdom fruit. Through word and sacrament, by God's grace in Jesus Christ, we are made new, the people of the kingdom. We truly did not deserve this honored position. As the scripture enlightens us, we realize that we were enemies of God, but in this state of brokenness, God reconciled us to himself. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the Church of Rome, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus, we receive this reconciliation through the forgiveness of sins. In the waters of baptism, sins are washed away and faith is given. By faith, then, we believe in Jesus as the Son of God. By faith, then, we are tenants of God's kingdom. By faith, then, we bear fruit for the kingdom. This is in agreement with the words of the Apostle Paul to the Romans when he wrote, Likewise, my brother, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. This is our response to what Christ has done for us, to be fruitful. Let there be no doubt, to be kingdom people is a gift. The words of Jesus are clear. The kingdom of God is given. At the same time, let it be equally understood, the production of kingdom fruit is the expectation of kingdom people. As Jesus taught in the parable, the master will let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons. This is not a new expectation for kingdom people. It was declared of old by the prophet and also recorded in Isaiah chapter 5. 
My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. And he looked for it to yield grapes, but it yield wild grapes. God expects good fruit from his people. The message of John the Baptist was also equally clear. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. As people of the kingdom, we are in a new state, not in a state of union, but rather a state of righteousness, a state of the kingdom of God. This is, in this new state, the production of our sanctified lives is kingdom fruit. Recognized through fruits of righteousness, namely repentance, faith, works of faith, and in the making of disciples, the good news is that we're not left to this task without God's help. As the people of the kingdom of God, God graciously nurtures us and generously gives us everything we need to produce fruit for the kingdom. The words from verse 33 of the gospel reading remind us of what the master has done. The master planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower. All this he did before turning it over the vineyard to the tenants. The master supplied everything the tenants needed to produce fruit. Now the same is true today. The Lord supplies all that we need. The Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel and enlightens us with his gifts. We are connected to Jesus, who is our lifeline for bearing fruit. This is his message in John chapter 15. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and, he, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Listen to that again. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. He empowers us through the word and sacrament for this very purpose. Being fully nurtured by God, we walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. The question for us today is simply this. Does the fruit of your service match the generosity of his nurture? As Jesus declared, everyone to whom was given of him, much will be required. And him, and from him to they entrusted much, they will demand it the more. God has been abundantly generous to us, his people. We lack nothing for the work of his kingdom. Yet we all too often find ourselves making excuses instead of producing fruit. We even fall into the trap of the original tenants in the parable. We believe that what we possess is ours. Meanwhile, the psalmist reminds us, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Christ Lutheran Church and School has been given to us to bear fruit. This is not our church or our school. It's God's vineyard. What are we going to do with it as God's chosen tenants? I think we live right now in interesting times. I think here at Christ Lutheran Church and School, we're rising to the challenges set before us. We are producing fruit, but I do believe we need to stay vigilant. 
We have the warning of what happens to those who do not respond to his generosity, those who reject his word and his son, and those who do not produce. The kingdom will be taken away. Therefore, with repentant hearts and forgiven lives, we do well to heed the words that are spoken in Colossians 3. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the, the Father, through him. For those to whom the kingdom has been given, its fruit production season. This is what kingdom people do. By God's grace, this is what the Lutheran Women's Missionary League does. From churches to communities to the world, these women in mission are well known for gathering mites, for mission grants in their home districts and global work abroad. Their hands-on labor expands from congregation to community and around the world. Over the past two years, the LWML has given out over 1.5 million in mission grants to organizations and initiatives around the world. The photo you're seeing I found was from a couple years ago when we had the, the convention for the LWML here in Albuquerque. Their mission goal for the next two years is a record 2.1 million, most of which will be distributed among 21 mission grants chosen by the voting body. In the past 75 years, roughly 100 million has been allocated to supporting ministry through grants. While these funds start small as coins in the mite boxes, they are empowered to do big things, such as bring God's word to people in their native language with a grant to Lutheran Bible translators, provide resources to rural Kenyan schools through a grant to the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Kenya, and train mercy workers through a grant to the LCMS Deaconess Ministry. In our local district, the Asleta Lutheran Ministries received a music grant to support its outreach on the border with Mexico. The grant totaled $98,400. LWML members gain excitement and joy of seeing these small donations come together and bear fruit. It's clear that the LWML is a blessing to many. Kingdom people produce kingdom fruit. It fits well with a description of their purpose and mission. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, every healthy tree bears fruit. As followers of Jesus, God makes us healthy in Christ. We are in the right state, namely his kingdom. We are in the right season, fruit producing season. So kingdom people produce kingdom fruit. Bear fruit every day. Be bold and share your faith. Model a Christ-like attitude in the way that you live your daily life. Seek opportunities to serve others. Utilize the mic boxes of the LWML and ask what you can do to support the ministries here at Christ Lutheran Church and School. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs>